Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And please leave a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps go a long way. Uh, lots to, a little bit to talk about. Breaking news, of course. Uh, USC and UCLA have reportedly reached out to the Big Ten. They, they want to jump ship from the Pac-12 and head on to the Big Ten. A lot to unpack, a lot of different things to think about. What does this mean for the rest of college football and all that stuff? We're going to talk about all that on today's episode. So again, like and subscribe. Um, podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com and check out all the podcast blogs and all the media out there. Check it all out. Something out there for everybody that's not just sports. Yes, if you're watching the video, I am very sunburned because I am a football coach. We just had a great two days of camps of seven-on-seven lineman challenges. Great stuff. Yes, watch the video. I'm very sunburned. Let's talk about it. Reportedly, as we're sitting there at the camp or at the tournament, USC and UCLA reportedly want to go to the Big Ten as early as 2024. First of all, that is very quick. Very quick. Teams, when they usually leave conferences, it takes way more time. Way more time to get into a different conference. Um, We look at Texas and Oklahoma. They want to leave and go to the SEC. Um, And then we had some changes in the Big 12 as well. Um, 
I believe Texas and Oklahoma may not be able to join until 2024, 2025. So about 2025, depending on when their contract and the Big 12 is up, which they can get out of that. But this, changes are coming all over college football, so USC and UCLA want to join. Immediate thought is, why? Your immediate thought is, why would they want to jump ship from the Big Tw- or the Pac-12 and go to the Big 10? The big talks is money. Money, of course, is always a motivating factor in this. Recruiting is always another big factor in this because of cross-country travel. How is this going to affect the Pac-12? How is this going to affect the Big Ten? These are just all thoughts that swirl around in your mind when this is discussed. So, reportedly, USC wants to jump. They want to jump ship. Let's look at a picture of what a new Big Ten would look like. If you're watching the video version, of course, you can see this. If you're listening, you have your normal Big Ten. You know, you've got Nebraska, which is the closest team to UCLA and USC. Iowa and Minnesota. And then almost in a straight line, you've got Wisconsin, Northwestern, and Illinois. Then Indiana, you've got Purdue and Indiana. Then up top, you've got Michigan State, Michigan, and then Ohio State. Then you've got Penn State, Maryland, and Rutgers more out east. So when you look at this, you see the big clump of the Big Ten. Then way out to the left in California, you got UCLA and USC. When you immediately hear this, at least I did, I said, why? Because look at the travel that's going to have to ensue here. Now, I immediately said, wow, they're going to have to fly all the way to Rutgers or Maryland or Penn State. Well, the Big Ten already has divisions. They already have divisions. In their divisions, in their East Division, they have Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, and Indiana. West Division, they have Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, and Northwestern. So there's your West Division. So they're either going to have to shake up these divisions, redo them all, or they're going to bump in USC and UCLA. Now, when you look at it, it looks like you're going to put USC and UCLA into the east Div- or the west division because they're more west. Well, if you put both of them in there, it makes it uneven. So then you're going to have to put two that are already in the west division into the east division. Because right now Purdue and Indiana are on top of each other, but they're put in different divisions. So if you're going to add these two to that division, what two get pushed to the other division? So when you look at this, there's probably three teams that you're looking at that are going to get pushed to that other side. Northwestern, U of I, or Purdue. Purdue is probably one of the likelier choices because it's head up of Indiana if you look at it from a state perspective. It's in Indiana, put it more that way. Then the next one's going to be Northwestern or Illinois. And most likely, it would be the U of I. That The competition-wise in sports, it's not going to bother Coach Bielma or Underwood or anybody like that when you're looking at it from this perspective. But tell me putting Illinois right now, trying to rebuild, going to play Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, which they already played, uh, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana. They play a lot of them already in football. Um, so right now you're thinking about putting Purdue over, and it's either going to be Illinois or Northwestern. 
You maybe could switch Wisconsin over, but geographically speaking, it looks like it might make more sense to put Northwestern Illinois in. Or you split and say, okay, USC, you're going to go over to that division. UCLA, you're going to be in the West Division. So if that were to happen, that's a long travel. Or, again, they juice it up, they switch it up, or do they pull an ACC and get rid of their divisions? The ACC has reportedly gotten, you know, they're going to get rid of their divisions. Starting in 2023, they're going to redo all their scheduling. So this is a big shakeup for the Big Ten. So when you first look at this, you talk about travel. Because even traveling from U- from California to even play the Iowas of the world, I think that's still pretty far. That's not traveling what they normally do. Now, they'll travel out there to play Notre Dame once in a while. But it's not going to be just, hey, this year you're going to travel here and the next year you don't have to for one team. Like, you're going to have to travel all out there alternate. You know, you're going to have to play travel. The travel part to me doesn't make sense, especially if gas prices and everything stay the way they are, especially because you're talking about airplanes. If that stays the way it is, that that uh, that seems that. And then you're putting the other schools into that th- traveling out there. You're going to ask these schools in this division to travel out to California at least once, some maybe twice. Maybe you could go out to UCLA and USC in the in the same year. So the travel part didn't make sense. Now, when you look at this, recruiting, let's talk about recruiting. This will be big for recruiting for all schools. Ohio State and Michigan, they already recruit all over East Coast, West Coast, South. It doesn't matter. It's going to help USC and UCLA out because now they're going to travel out to the East Coast or more centralized, and they're going to get that public, you know, that that image out there. They're going to get themselves out there, and they're going to be able to recruit. Same thing for some of these schools. They got to travel to California. Well, start recruiting out there. So, recruiting wise, this will be good for UCLA and USC, and it will also be good for the Big Ten schools to get that as well. So, when you look at that map and see where they travel and how to recruit. It'll be good for them, all parties included, for that. Now, one, let's just continue to talk about money. UC, uh, USC and UCLA want into that Big Ten network because money talks, these TV deals talk. When the Big Ten rolled around and got their Big Ten network and now they get that revenue, don't you think that the pack? The USC's of the world and UCLA want that money. Yeah, they have the Pac-12 network, but the Big Ten network gets way more money. That is what they're looking at. They are looking at getting that type of money. So this is about money when it comes down to it because they want that exposure. They want the recruiting. But the big-time contract deal. Big Ten would love probably to have them join when they think of that aspect because they added Maryland – then they added Rutgers. You add that New Jersey up into maybe part of New York, hopefully to watch of the Big Ten. That was the big thing about maybe Iowa State should be able to join the Big Ten. But what does Iowa State really bring? Well, I think they bring similar athletics to certain parts of the Big Ten. But do they really bring in any media attention with the Big Ten that were going there? Probably not. So when you think about this way, putting a Big Ten network out in California, that's huge. To have that Big Ten exposure out in California to bring that network of Los Angeles, 
don't you that's that's exactly what they're thinking they're probably not even thinking of travel costs and everything like i am immediately they probably thought oh look it's, it's gonna be fine we're gonna make this money from from this that's exactly what they're thinking now why would the pack why would they want to leave the pack 12 well from top to bottom big 10 is moving in a certain direction that's why certain teams have talked about wanting to join the big 10 and also another reason why they want to join the Big Ten is because they're seeing the SEC as this big threat. They're seeing SEC as becoming a super conference. This is now all roads leading to you're going to have two super conferences with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC and teams leaving, other teams leaving their smaller divisions go to the Big 12. So teams are moving around. You know, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, they're going to be in the Big 12 in 2023. BYU wants to join, you know, so you got things moving, but those aren't the big time programs you're thinking about when you're thinking of Power 5. So Big 12 is getting left in the dust. And I think that USC and some teams are starting to see that the Pac-12 could get pushed behind. Not saying there's not good football there, not saying there's not good basketball or anything. But when you're starting to see certain things unfolding, you're seeing the SEC start to become a super conference. You're starting to see teams wanting to go into the SEC. You're seeing what's going on. The only thing that could really compete when you're talking about markets and recruiting, ACC kind of, Pac-12 can, you know, Oregon can recruit out there. USC back in its heyday really could recruit out there, and they're trying to get back to that with Lincoln Riley. They want to compete with the SEC. Now, they don't want to join the SEC because that's a gauntlet. They want to go into the Big Ten, and it's similar football to me, except for a handful of teams. There was a funny picture put out there of USC and UCLA when they see an I formation of like Wisconsin. They're like, we don't know what this is because in the Pac-12 you're known for uh, spread and throwing the ball and everything else. So not saying the Pac-12 doesn't have good football because USC in its heyday is good at football. They've had some down years. They're trying to get it turned around. UCLA, yes, back in the day, really good football teams. Been really up and down. Um, Washington State, uh, Mike Leach had gotten that program turned around where they're winning and competing in a lot of games in the Pac-12. Washington is pretty good at football. Um, this past, especially in the COVID year, Oregon State finally became a good team. Um, again, Utah won the conference. Uh, of course, you've got Oregon, who's always been good. Always been good. Stanford will have uh, good years. So there is good football. Them and the Big Ten are very similar when it comes to that aspect with when you compare teams. But ultimately, I think that USC wanted to sit there and say, okay, the Pac-12 doesn't get all this respect. Let's go on to a bigger-time conference with the media network stuff, but also looking at the type of teams they have of Penn State and Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and then get that even even exposure in that New York market, New Jersey market for them, even though they're brand names anyway, guarantee you people out in the East Coast don't watch them all the time. So this would be a good way for them to even get that type of exposure. This also opens the tour for a third superpower conference. Right now there's going to be two. The Big Ten's trying to do it, and then the SEC's trying to do it. The next step's going to be, well, what, what does the rest of the team do? Well, Oregon's still a big brand name. What's going to happen with them? Are they going to go to the Big 12 and try to build that up? Are the Big 12 and these other brand names that are kind of just left out going to collaborate and say, okay, we're going to create our own? 
What about the ACC when you got Clemson? That's a big time name. Uh, so what's going to happen there? Are they all going to join? This is turning into madness. And I saw a good post saying NCAA has no control on what's going on. And they really don't. I really don't think they have much control anymore. They used to. used to have all the control. And then NIL has come along. Transfer portal. Well, they've let that run wild. NCAA has just let that run wild. And now they're letting everything else run wild. Teams can move conferences. Cool. Not Nothing against that. But now they're about to allow super conferences to be aligned. And then you're going to start seeing teams in that super conference may want to leave. Like, I'm surprised Vanderbilt hasn't left. I'm surprised Missouri, even though they love being the SEC, and I think they're going to be much – they weren't that bad last year. They're going to be good this year. They might want to think about joining the Big Ten. So things are going to start moving around. But this – it's crazy to see USC and UCLA want to join the Big Ten – what does that open the door to? It opens the door to two super conferences with your Big Ten and your USC's. It's even kind of opening the door to try and almost get like a third. Now, the third I don't think would be as superpower as the SEC or the Big Ten because you'd be a mixture of like Oregon, um, teams from the Big 12. But you could almost – I could see the Big 12 and the rest of the Pac-12 just combining and saying, hey, this is what we want to do. Let's combine. Let's Let's – be a, let's get together and everything else. There's also reports of other Pac-12 schools considering maybe wanting to jump to the Big Ten as like Arizona. Arizona was reported to be talked about. Then does that mean Arizona State jumps too and tries to go over there? Do other teams around there start to jump? This could add a domino effect where maybe the Big Ten and the Pac-12 because they had made some type of pact to not do this because the SEC, but now they want to. They want to join because the SEC is big time. Maybe a lot of the Pac-12 schools, not all of them, join into the Big Ten. Does that just become divisions where you have this huge division of almost the regular Big Ten that's already there? Then you've got the other side, which is mainly Pac-12 schools. There's another thought. Does Nebraska say screw this and go back to the Big 12? Do they allow want the Big 12 want them to come back? Can Nebraska afford to do that because they do get the Big Ten media money? Lots lots to think about and lots that could happen here with this. It's absolutely crazy. Um, and that's really my thoughts because of everything that's going on. And then how crazy, how quickly it moved. They said that, you know, they'll, they'll be in there by 2024, which is not too far off from now. And then to come out and say, hmm. It'll be talked about in the next 24 hours exactly what's going to happen. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane of how quickly that stuff can happen, which obviously tells me that they've been talked about you know, behind closed doors. But it's absolutely crazy that this could probably happen as quickly as it is happening. And what we're going to all be watching for is, do other teams in the Pac-12 decide to jump ship and go join the Big Ten? Um, do teams jump ship and go join the Big 12? Do the rest of the Pac-10 just say, hey, you know what? They're leaving. Why can't we leave? Why can't we go to a different conference? Why can't we make up something? It's very possible that all of this happens, and it could happen very quickly. All it takes is one domino to fall. When Texas and Oklahoma decided to leave, then it started a domino effect of some people wanting to go into the Big Ten. Rumors of Kansas wanting to go join the Big Ten because they feel like they can compete, uh, especially in that Western division. Not 
not the East Division, but they're looking to compete in the rest. It is shocking the world that this is happening. And it it's money-driven. It's money-driven. Some people think that USC wants to be taken seriously because, you know, rumors of, you know, people talking about the Pac-12 not being a good football, you know, conference, and they want to go somewhere and say, we're, we are very serious. We want to go to a conference where you have these almost, quote-unquote, better teams and that we're going to go compete and do all that. Well, yes and no, because USC, you're not the USC of before. You're not the Pete Carroll USCs. You're going to try to be there with Lincoln Riley, but it ain't going to happen right now. It ain't going to happen right now. So I don't know if I fully buy that one. And then why is UCLA following them? Because it's not like UCLA is this crazy powerhouse football program right now. Chip Kelly does good things on offense there, but they still haven't won the Pac-12. They haven't done that stuff. And I don't know how long. And then what about the other schools? You know, Oregon, Cal, Washington, those type of schools, Stanford, Utah. Don't be shocked when you start to see the Big 12 and the rest of the Pac-12 start to collaborate. And whether some start to go to the Big 10 or they all combined, they could and be super conferences. So then you're going to have the Big 10 with the super conference. You're going to have the SEC. You're going to have whatever they're going to call it, Big 12, Pac-12. I don't know what they're going to call it. Then you got little old ACC sitting out there. And does this decision start to force the hand of that independent school that everybody wants to talk about? It could. But before we get into that topic, um, football coaches were into the summer. And if you've listened to anything I've talked about with football coaches in the summer, it's time that it, this is the time where you could start to mess around with things and see how they work from drills to plays to organization. Um, to get all your drills, you need to go to CoachStoneFootball.com and click on his Back to the Basics drill manuals because Coach Stone has done all the work for you and has come up with book after book after book on every single drill that you could imagine for every single position from strength and conditioning, offense, defense, special teams, everything. You will never have to look up another drill again, I promise you. So go to CoachStoneFootball.com and click on his Back to the Basics drill book series, and it will help you. Also going into summer, guys, your offense and defensive linemen take a ton of hits, ton of hits in practice, and then they take a ton of hit in games. And then in the summer, if you go do joint practices, if you go to any type of lineman challenges and they have to wear the helmet, that's a lot of blows they take. People think the linebackers here, they take a lot of hits. Those linemen hit every single day. Well, there is a way to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows those big guys take each and every week, and it is Guardian Caps. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15OFF, I will save you 15% off your order. There's different colors out there to try to match um, your guys' school helmets or colors. Everything like that. It can reduce the impact by up to 33%, which is huge. It's worn by over 200 colleges and over five um, five NFL teams, bunch of NFL teams. Um, and it's worn by all sorts of colleges like Georgia, Alabama, Penn State, you know, the big-time schools. It's worn by a ton of them. So I'm here to save you money. I know that being a high school coach, to save you money, that's it's everything. So guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps. And use the code 15 off to save 50% off your order. Let's protect the big guys in the trenches. So that independent school that everybody talks about that should probably be in a conference is Notre Dame, of course, the Fighting Irish. Does this start to force their hand? They are big on tra- tradition. They are big on staying independent. They've been clear about that. They have their own TV deal, so they make money from that. 
they travel all over. They did join the ACC one year and won it um, during the COVID year because they wanted to play and, you know, the travel restriction and everything. With USC joining the Big Ten, this is one of their rivals. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep that schedule. They might be able to, but it depends on Notre Dame's schedule. UCLA starting to join. They don't really play them, but they can. Forces their hand a little bit. If other schools start to jump and they start to form these conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC start to be a super team, super conferences, then maybe if the Pac-12 and the Big 12 start to combine, well, then you have to go play the ACC, which you still could. But does this slowly start to force the hand of Notre Dame to say, okay, maybe we need to start thinking about this? Now, there's only two conferences that could join. That makes sense because of their location. ACC or the Big Ten. ACC because they're all they're all right there. Join the Big Ten because, well, they're all right there. So that forces the hand of Notre Dame to start to make a decision. Do we just say screw it and somehow come up with a way where maybe they can keep their TV deal but then work their way into the Big Ten deal? I don't know how that works. I highly doubt they can have both and say we'll have some of the Big Ten network. There's people smarter than me that can figure that out. It's very possible that they could say, okay. Or could they join the Big Ten, keep their TV deal because they make a lot of money doing that? I don't know. Part of me, if this grows to a super conference, Notre Dame probably just needs to get rid of their TV and say, okay, we're going to join. We're going to join and be a part of the Big Ten TV deal. They'll get more exposure you know, out in California, exposure in New Jersey. I mean, it's a it's a it's a brand that people know, just like the Dallas Cowboys. People are going to watch them. It's no secret. You know, I always said there's teams that you hate, and even though you hate them, they're still on your TV. Cowboys are on the on your TV. I guarantee it. Notre Dame's on your TV at some point. Guarantee it. Alabama's on your TV. Guarantee it. So, I guarantee it's going to be watched anyway. Now. Does this start to make the ACC a little worried? Because the ACC got rid of their divisions, so they're going to change their scheduling. But there's still brand names there that could be talked about leaving and joining somewhere else. Does Florida State decide to say, hey, you know, they're trying to change? Even though I think they fit well in the ACC, but do they say, hey, maybe we join the Big Ten because of the money, because of the teams we can play? Does Clemson slowly start to say, you know, maybe we could could go there because of where they're located. Uh, do you do we see what we're starting to say? Could these teams ultimately jump? Because you got brand names. Like I said, you got the Oregon's and stuff. Well, if they all start talking, they look at Florida State, who has not been good. It's a brand name. Do they want to come over? Does Clemson want to come over? Now, the travel stuff doesn't make sense. That's why I like the old school stuff, the old school conferences, because the travel made sense. Now it's starting to get a little crazy, but if they're getting money from TV deals and they make this money, who knows? So it's going to start forcing the hand of other teams and other conferences to have conversations. Are they about to lose teams? Do they want to make that another super conference? Does the Big 12 and ACC decide to come together and leave the Pac-12 out in the dust? Who knows? Who really knows? But again, all it takes is one domino to fall. And when one domino falls, the rest start to fall. And so this has started something. The Oklahoma-Texas thing really started, and now the rest of it's starting to fall. Because people are now trying to battle 
the SEC. That's what this is really about. It's about money, recruiting, and battling the SEC because they are getting all these teams, all these coaches, all these good teams. They want to have a way to battle them. They want to have a way to compete with them. To not lose the recruits, to not lose the money, but then have teams to compete in the bowl games. Maybe try to send one to the playoff. And then you start to do this, the college football playoff really starts to amp up. And the NCAA has completely started to lose control. And we said this before, and I've heard it before. The TV deal executives and these commissioners are the ones running college football. The NCAA really doesn't run it anymore. And so a lot of dominoes have fallen. USC and UCLA have just blown up the college football world. And it's going to be crazy to see where they go, what other teams follow, what other things change. Um, lots of thoughts out there. Um, so if you have thoughts, please leave them in the comment section down below and we can have discussions back and forth. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen with this? What does this lead to? What does this mean if it actually happens? Most likely it's going to when it gets publicized this much interest. Um, so what do you guys think is going to happen? Leave a comment, comment section. Please um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Please hit the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow it, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes and rate it for me. Please, and thank you. Helps out the algorithm and everything else. Um, check out all the other episodes of the podcast. This is Coach Steve. Another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. And we will see you next time on the next episode. So just make sure you check out all the others. See you guys later. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.